Facebook page. Some inventory, unique colors and new styles. Only stay in stock for a day or two. So be in the know and update your knife collection the smart way. Follow Blademans today. As always, 10% discount for police and military and on-site sharpening service. Join the community of premium blade buffs at Blademans Facebook and Instagram today. I learned patience from my adopted dad. <sighs> All he had to say was... Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey, <laughs> we're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Join us November 19th for the 17th annual Christmas on Broadway as we line up in front of the Shine and Harden building for the annual Christmas tree lighting and celebration. The fun starts at 5.30. Come see the 40-foot tall tree get lit up. Enjoy the holiday fireworks display and much more. For more info on the event and to enter this year's coloring contest for great prizes, go to 1380thefan.com. Christmas on Broadway, presented by Shine and Harden, Fort Wayne Comets, Associated Builders and Contractors, and 1380 80 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org slash action. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov slash meth. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. Is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the regional championship week edition of the High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny here till 7 o'clock talking area high school football as we wean down from sectional championship week a week ago. Now heading into regionals where we have several teams vying for regional championships. We're going to break it all down over the next hour. Coach Michael Moser will join us here in just a couple seconds of the Adams Central Flying Jets. And then we'll talk about uh, his, uh, his challenger tomorrow night at the South Adams Starfires. Head coach Grant Moser will join us. And then at 6.45 this evening, head coach Doug Dynan of the Carroll Chargers will join the show. We'll talk about the Westfield Shamrocks and everything you need to know about the 6A Regional coming up tomorrow night. But let's jump right into it. On the phone with us right now, head coach of the Adams Central Flying Jets, Michael Mosier. Coach, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Coach. Congratulations. Another win and another dominant win last week at home against Triton. Uh, take us through a game that you guys look to be in charge of from the opening kick? 
Well, yeah, we, we, we did well offensively. I think we, we, I think we scored on, like, the first three possessions, which is very unusual. I just think that Triton's defense was not, not up to par. Uh, they were much more uh, better geared at their offensive uh, unit than their defensive unit. And then we kind of settled down and just kind of controlled the ball after that. But uh, offensively, they had a power back. Uh, very good. Um, didn't go down easy. Gave us gave us fit. Uh, we were in control of the game, yes, but uh, I don't think we played that great defensively in terms of uh, shutting that kid down effectively. And so uh, uh, wasn't too happy about that, but uh, happy about the win. And, and hopefully this week we can correct some things and, and get after it. Coach, it was a, a challenging win at Cherubusco to open the sectional yeah. season for you, and it's been two blowouts since. Have you liked your yeah. team's response to the, to, to uh, after Cherubusco to come back locked in back-to-back weeks? Yeah, I'm very, very happy about that. Our, our kids are playing hard. They're playing fast. Uh, we knew that the Busco game was going to be a tremendous challenge. <laughs> you know, for two weeks, you kind of dread that game because you know what it's going to take, and, and uh, I'm not sure how it's going to come out, and our, our kids really – really stuck together they uh you know we had a tough first half we we controlled the ball we maintained the lead and then the second half the guys really really started pushing and surging and and getting ahead and win and i've been really pleased uh with how they've responded from that i don't know if we played our our best game against them and afterwards they've come out and and really have done everything that we've asked them to do and and uh you know they take one game at a time and i really appreciate that they focus on on who our opponent is and, and work hard each week to prepare Coach, way back in, in 2019, it was a South Adams team that seemed destined for a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and Adams Central, you could say it was an upset in the playoffs after getting trounced in the regular season uh, in the ACAC play. This year, it's, it's kind of a turnaround. Everybody's looking at AC <laughs> as making that run. Yeah. South Adams trying to avenge a lopsided loss in the regular season. Yeah. Has that conversation yeah. come up this week? Because they're almost mirror oh. images of each other. Uh. Of course it has, because uh, the seniors on this team were sophomores on that team, and they experienced that and know what that's about. And, and yeah, we, we were not supposed to win that ballgame by any stretch at all. Uh, but we had a really good game plan, and we came in and were competent and, and were able to, to pull off what seemed to be an impossibility. And, and our kids know that South Adams can do that, too. Uh, they know that they uh, remember that well. They're, they know that as a rival, they didn't like the fact that we knocked them off and shouldn't have. And now they think it's uh, their turn to be able to do the same. And, and we'd, be, we'd be coaching up our kids the same way they are coaching up theirs. You know, they, if they're going to beat us, they're going to have to definitely come out and play hard and, and do things the right way. And, and we have to prevent that from happening. We can't be in there. We can't come in overconfident. Uh, we can't come in thinking this is going to be easy. Uh, just because we we beat them some 40 points in the regular season, you know, in the playoff, it doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, it really doesn't. And and you know, to beat a beat a team twice, I've always said this. Always tell the kids this: to beat a team twice is very difficult, and it could be a, totally different. So we have to go in with the right mindset, and our kids have to be focused, and they have to play hard, and they have to not let uh, things like that uh, determine how we play. Coach South Adams in the muck a couple weeks ago was able to avenge a loss to Monroe Central. Uh, you know, I'm sure South Adams was doing the rain dance. Of course, it rains today, and hopefully it'll be dry yeah. tomorrow. But um, yeah. in terms of preparing for that kind of – those kinds of conditions, is there a way to replicate it? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, you know, we, we – you can't. You just have to, to go in prepared that, you know, it, it may be a wet game, and, and kids have to be prepared for that. Uh, there's, there's no way to – 
to even try to match that unless it had been raining all week and and the practice field was horrible but you know really hasn't been it's been pretty good so you know we're just going to go in there with the mindset of, of no matter what happens we're going to we're going to play our game we're not going to make any excuses about the weather and for the state of the field we're just going to go play our game and and try our best to hold on to the ball and try our best to move the ball and try our best to stop them Coach, when you look at, at your personnel, we talk about the usual suspects. I wanted to ask you about Ryan Black, your quarterback. And he was in a quarterback battle with your son last year as a starter yeah. um, and and was able to you know start for you last year. Now he starts uh-huh. this year. And a lot of people will say, oh, it's Adam Central. All they has to do is, is hand off the football. But he's been directly responsible for oh, 25 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to direct this offense and hit some targets yeah. downfield uh, in the pass game. I mean, what can you say about this junior quarterback? You know, he has really stepped up. There was a lot of uncertainty with him last year, and he was, you know, he wasn't very grown up at all last year, and he had to really try to grow up and made a lot of sophomore mistakes, and, and this year he has really stepped into uh, his role. I mean, he does it well. You know, not perfect by any stretch, but uh, always goes around, always works hard, uh, is a good leader, um, you know, runs the ball real effectively, passes when we need him to, and and knows the offense you know he's another coach on the field and he's really developed into that and i i can say through the through the years a lot of our quarterbacks have have been able to do that i think that's a big part of our our success you know the quarterback at at adam central doesn't get a lot of recognition because they just (laughs) the stats are not there they're not there yeah you know and it's and it's hard to you know really get that uh recognition but you know for us and what we do we, we love to we love a field general, and that's what he is, and, and he's not going to get tons of recognition. And we, we don't play for recognition. We play for, you know, team wins, and that's, that's his mentality, and that's our mentality, and that's what we're trying to do. Coach Aiden Warner is going to play in this game for South Adams. He didn't play the first time around. Uh, what kind of yeah. added dynamic does he add to the table that you guys have to be ready for? Well, I think number one, uh, number one, uh, he brings leadership to their team, uh, and he brings confidence. You know, that they didn't have the first time they played us. They're going to play with a whole lot more confidence knowing that they have their senior leader back and who is experienced and, and is a great athlete and, and, and all of that. So uh, we have to be ready to neutralize that as much as possible. We can't let him uh, dictate what it is that this game does. You know, we have to take the game to him. We can't let him um, stand back there in the pocket and pick us apart. You know, we have to have a plan defensively in order to stop him and, and Trey Shock and, and not let you guys uh, beat us. And that's that's what we're really working hard to prevent. All right, Coach, we, we've talked about it so much about South Adams, Adams Central being so close and, and so good over the years. But, you know, one thing is in, in the season, but you're, you're you're competing to be in the Final Four of class 1A and I can't imagine what Adams County is like uh you know this week and and you know the 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 hype and the the buzz around this game considering you know the winner is one step away from the state championship game what's it yeah. say about the county and and you guys just you know two programs well it it does say that there's good traditions uh here in Adams County and I think uh it's, it it brings excitement uh, on uh, for us and them, and uh, you know it's just two two good football teams, two good programs battling it out, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens in the end result here. But uh, it, it it is at it, it's it's very strange to be playing uh, your your rival in the regional championship. You know it's just kind of strange, and we're only six you know six miles apart. You know you would think that should happen in the sectional, but <laughs> it's just it is what it is, and uh, you know it's happened before, and 
and uh, we're just ex- we're excited to play, and I know they are too, and it just adds to the excitement. You got two two communities that that love their football teams and and uh, uh, care a, a whole lot about who wins the game, and so it just it's a lot riding on it, and it just adds to it. All right, Coach, I know you're a busy guy here on the eve of a big game coming up tomorrow night, so thanks a lot for the time. Good luck tomorrow Thank night you. at Burn. Thank you. Thanks, yep. Coach. Bye. That was Coach Michael Mosier, head coach of the Adams Central Flying Jets, his team sitting at 11-1 and and a sectional championship uh, in the bag uh, from sectional 44 a week ago. It was a sectional that saw Adams Central outscore its opponents 130-18. to the big game, of course, being that sectional opener at Cherubusco, a 25-15 victory. Adam Central followed it up 56-0 over Southwood, 49-3 over Triton. And the Flying Jets now will get the Starfires tomorrow night, the regional championship on the line. We're going to take a break. We'll talk the other side of this matchup when we come back. Head coach Grant Mosier will join us when we return. It's the high school coaches show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Jason Horwitz here from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview. It's AFC action from South Florida when the Dolphins host the Ravens. Miami coming off its second win of the season, breaking a seven-game losing skid. Jacoby Brissett at quarterback last week. And now the Dolphins face one of the conference's top teams with Lamar Jackson and the 6-2 Ravens coming to town. Baltimore head coach John Harbaugh says he never doubted his team in last week's come-from-behind overtime win over the Vikings. I trust our guys to make plays and make blocks. You got Lamar. Our running plex really stepped it up to play great football. I could sit here and talk about everybody. The offensive line, we ran the ball to win the game at the end. So those are the things that, you know, that, that, that goes all into that faith in the ball. That's where that all goes into that. Ian Eagle and Ross Tucker will have all the action when the Dolphins host the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne Sports Station. Napa know-how. When you buy the Napa bag for 99 cents, you'll get 20% off three or more items. No other bag saves you 20% on wipers, premium oil, headlamps, and more, which makes the Napa bag the best bag in the world. Sorry, handbags, man bags, punching bags, bagpipes, and even you. Bags out of the eyes. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations, does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price not available in some states. Offer ends 11-30-21. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together for the pathfinders breaking new ground granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24 7 customer support because we know you have people depending on you so you can always depend on us call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger what are you doing chipping away at my credit card debt but i'm not getting anywhere slowly paying off credit card debt there's a better way lightstream with lightstream you can get a low fixed rate credit card consolidation loan from five thousand to a hundred thousand dollars pay off those credit card balances in one fell swoop with a special radio listener discount rates start at 4.88 percent apr with auto pay and excellent credit but only when you go to lightstream.com radio my loan was approved in minutes and funded in a day apply today and get the discounted radio rate from 4.88 percent apr with auto pay and excellent credit the only way to get this reduced rate is to go to this 
this exclusive URL today, lightstream.com slash radio. That's lightstream.com slash radio to get this rate, lightstream.com slash R-A-D-I-O. Subject to credit approval rates with this discount range from 4.88% APR to 19.99% APR and includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash radio for more information. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show, Regional Championship Week edition. I am Justin Kenny with producer John Graham here till 7 o'clock talking area high school football. It'll be uh, Pacers tonight, Pacers Jazz, you can hear. Coverage starts about 8.30 this evening here on these very same airwaves. Tomorrow night, it'll be the game of the week. Uh, tomorrow, uh, it will be Westfield and Carroll out at Carroll Field tomorrow night. But a big one, the only one pitting area teams against each other tomorrow night is in Class 1A in Burn. It's Adam Central and South Adams. We talked to Coach Michael Mosier. Now we're going to talk to Coach Grant Mosier. Coach, how are you? Hello? Are you there? Justin. What? Hello? <laughs> Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, it's, it's, it's downhill from here, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite our best efforts, uh, you won again last week, which I guess, you know, we have to have you on the radio. Uh, uh, but uh, took care of business at Union City, which uh, is, you know, your stone's throw from Ohio in Union City, aren't you? Yeah, we, we were we were right beside the border. It's uh, I think it's like a ten minute drive from Ohio, uh, about an hour drive for us. But yeah, uh, excited to be here, obviously. Absolutely, and familiar opponent uh, for sure. And uh, you must have very much welcomed uh, the rain today. But let's ask, how is uh, how is the field looking? Uh, <laughs> right now it it honestly looks good if you look at it uh, from the stands. Uh, we had our guys out there, our maintenance guys. Uh, I think finally got to roll it for the first time Monday, eight days after we played, which is crazy. Um, got to roll it, which helped to at least level it out. Now, I walked on it right after practice, and it is wet. It's going to be muddy. Um, <laughs> no doubt about it. It, it, holds, it. it just holds water horribly. But, again, that's not, that's not something I'm necessarily mad about right now. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, AC, a loaded team. Uh, they proved that earlier this year against us already. So, anything to even the playing field, right? Absolutely. I mean, did it help significantly in that Monroe Central game? I mean, we, the thing that we, we, we just embraced it. So I think we talked after that game or before that game, you and I talked. And I, I remember as we were talking that Thursday night, uh, we were on the practice field in the mud. So same thing tonight. Our practice field is, is just as muddy. Uh, we even watered it down a couple of weeks ago. So it's, it's pure mud. So we spent the entire practice tonight um, in the mud. And our guys get frustrated, and, and Aiden throws the ball, and, it, and it's incomplete by – 10 feet, and, and, we, and he gets up, gets frustrated. Hey, hey, it's going to be the same way tomorrow night, and, and we're preparing for it. So we embraced that two weeks ago and beat a team that was better than us, and Monroe Central, a team that was bigger than us. They're faster than us. They had uh, three-year seniors, some of the AC. So uh, we're open for the same results tomorrow night. Obviously, a huge task. Yeah, I asked uh, um, you know, Michael Mosier, I said, you know, it feels like forever ago, but in 2019, uh, it was it was South Adams with the team that very many, a lot of people thought could get down to state, and in regional, Adams Central, you know, pulled the upset, and he said, you know, we remember, and that's kind of been a message to uh, some of his kids that were sophomores back then, so has that been talked about uh, with you guys as well this week? Sure, absolutely, it's just, 
you, you can always reverse the role. So we go back even to 2016, where number one team in the state, Woodland, came to burn after they beat us 36 nothing the season, and we we upset them. And then 2013-2014, uh, go back even to that, where AC beat us in the season, and we beat them in the sectional. Uh, 2019, like you said, we beat we, uh, we beat them in the season by 35 points, and they turned around on us in the sectional or in the regional. Uh, and then this year, Monroe Central beat us 23-0, shut us out, and then. Uh, uh, with the mud, we we uh, beat them, so it can happen. Like uh, you always hear, but it's hard to beat a team twice. Um, and, and our seniors don't want to be done. They don't. We have we have an incredible senior class. We have new confidence now with Aiden Water back, uh, AJ Dahl, Trey Shock, Parker Bryan's back as well from week five. Parker Bryan's a big, 285-pound uh, offensive defensive tackle who didn't play against Stacy the first time. Had concussion against uh, Monroe Central in week five, so he's back, which will help us tremendously against their big offensive and defensive lines. Um, and then, like I said, Aiden back, just the captain he is and the leader, leadership he brings, the confidence he brings, and the ability to make plays with his legs at the quarterback position. So uh, we had, they, have, they have an incredible defense. We had trouble scoring with them the, against them the first time in good weather. So we'll work out for us definitely offensively tomorrow night. How much can you take from the Monroe Central game in that you, you were dominated on the road in the regular season and then they have to come to your place in the playoffs and you win? Very same situation here with AC. Yeah, I, I, we finished practice, and I told them right there, um, that there's there's zero pressure in Burn, and and that, you know they're hearing it in Monroe. They're talking about the, the field and the weather. I'm not talking about even I'm talking about the whole community. Talking to, the text that people have gotten in Burn. How's the field? How's the field? <laughs> uh, that, that's been that's been the buzz around Southern Adams County the entire week, and I know all the pressure is, is in Monroe right now. They they've earmarked this senior class similar to us last year as the team that's going to go to Luke Swell Stadium. Um, so that puts more pressure on them. So I told our guys tonight, let's go out and. Have fun, play free. I mean, we're, we're used to the mud. We played in it. We played well in it. Um, they haven't played in the mud like this yet, so let's go out and just try and hang around. And the more we hang around, the more nervous they're going to get because, again, this is their year. The back of their heads, they think this is their year. So if we can just hang around and put a little pressure on them early and get them out of their element a little bit and they start freaking out, um, then we have a chance to win, hopefully. Could the sprinklers accidentally be left on between now and tomorrow night? I've been asked that so many times. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately for us, they were already blown out earlier this year, so they're they're already done. <laughs> yeah, they might have been on, but no, it, it's it's the the the, the big benefit from this, Justin, is we're hoping that our field gets torn up so much they have to do something about it next year. <laughs> <laughs> something, right? Yeah. yeah, but you know, if you have turf, who knows if you beat Monroe Central? <laughs> I, I don't think we do. Yeah, that's what's crazy about that game is I don't know if we do, but so it's a great equalizer, but. It's not. It's not necessarily something that you're proud of having to feel like that <laughs> by any means. It's not. I mean, it's kind of almost a joke at this point that it's been 14 days since that game and it's still this wet. So we'll, I'm sure we'll come this off season to hopefully get that fixed. And whether that's, I don't know, new new pipes or whatever that is, but something's got to be done. Well, you celebrated in style after the Monroe Central game and, and took a slide in the mud. So was that I planned? I tripped. You tripped. That was. That was no, so I, my D coordinator made a bet with the guys. We knock off from North Central, we'll go slide, and then he did. And then they started chanting my name. Whenever my name's chanted, I have to, I have to give into that chant. So I went and did the same thing. Had instant regret about that. Uh, <laughs> my wife wasn't thrilled about that either when I came home. I'm sure. And me, yeah, made me, made me change everything and hop in the pond, like come inside. But yeah, it was just cool. And then I told the guys last night. I mean. Or told them tonight even uh, we we could we could knock off AC and uh, excuse me knock off AC and, and go in state. Uh, so I think the best memory you would have as a as a senior would be knocking off AC uh, on their year to win a regional. So that's kind of the mindset we have: just go out and, and play free and have fun. 
Uh, Coach, you mentioned having Aiden Wander back for this one. He what, didn't play the first time around. What does he add to this team in the lineup? Oh, so much. And, and it's, you talk all day about how athletic he is. Uh, he's our all-time career scoring leader, and he missed uh, nine games this year. Um, he's third all-time career receiving. He's, uh, he, he's uh, one of the best athletes to ever go through our school. Um, great arm. He's got, he's got a cannon. Also, he, can run, he has great legs and can scramble well. But, what I, but what's been awesome, just his leadership he's brought. I mean, the practice the last three weeks has been different because he's been there. The energy, the enthusiasm, and the composure he brings getting on guys uh, just changed our entire uh, culture in the last three weeks. All right, man. Big one, obviously, tomorrow night under the lights. What's it come down to? I think defensively we, we got to get them off schedule. And you always talk about it with AC. They have so many weapons, and they're so diverse, and they have so many guys you can't focus on one. But they, they'll just pound and go four or five yards, four yards, six yards, seven yards. So you, those first downs on defense are so important. We either get them out of a one-yard gain or a line of scrimmage or tackle for a loss and trying to get them in third and seven even, worse the passing situation, trying to get them off their schedule defensively. Um, and we need, we need them to make mistakes, obviously. They're the better team. We need the mud to help us out and have them turn the ball over some. We've got to take care of the ball on offense. But, Again, it's, it's fun to just go out and throw some tricks at them, everything we have. It's been fun to have some trick stuff drawn up this week that they'll be ready for, I know, because we always throw it at them, but we'll have some new stuff and go out and uh, play these seniors, one, uh, hopefully not one last time, but just coming together and uh, representing our community in Bern. All right, buddy. Appreciate the time. As always, have a fabulous evening, and good luck tomorrow night. See you, my man. Thanks for everything. All right, buddy. That was Coach Grant Bosier, head coach of the South Adams Starfires, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. Quick rundown of the schedule coming up tomorrow night. Again, it's Regional Championship Friday, and let's start in 1A. We've broken it down here over the first 25 minutes of the show. Adams Central 11-1 at South Adams 10-2. It was a lopsided 40-plus point victory for Adams Central in the regular season over the Starfires. That one was in Monroe. This one is in Burn. We'll see if that makes a difference and maybe a little wetness on the field as well coming up tomorrow night. In Class 2A, it's Eastbrook undefeated at 11-0, heading to Eastside at 12-0. Who would have thought the Blazers would be in this position? Maybe not very many people outside of Butler, but they made it happen last week over Bishop Lures. And so the Eastside Blazers will entertain Coach Jeff Adamson and the Eastbrook Panthers tomorrow night, a battle of undefeated teams in Class 2A. Looking up at Class 3A, it'll be Norwell at 11 and 1. As Coach Josh Gerber's team will host Brebuff at 10 and 2. Brebuff's two losses have come to Cathedral and Ron Colley, arguably the runaway favorites in Class 5A and 4A, respectively. Big challenge for Norwell coming up tomorrow night. We we're hoping to get Coach Josh Gerber on the, on the uh, line tonight, but he's actually having dinner with his old college coach. This evening on the eve of a regional championship game for the Knights. So uh, good luck to Norwell tomorrow night. Nobody left in Class 4A. How about that? It's Mississippi and Northridge facing off the sectional 19 and sectional 20 winners as Old Miss ousted both New Haven and Wayne over the past two weeks. Class 5A, it's a rematch of last year's regional as the Bishop Dwanger Saints head to Zionsville. It's 7-4 and Dwanger, 7-5 and Zionsville. Of course, Zionsville beat Bishop DeWanger last year on a last-second field goal by A.J. Vinatieri. Uh, it was a 30-21 to final, but if you remember, it was a defensive touchdown on the final play of the game that made it a nine-point margin. 
So the son of Adam Vinatieri coming up big for Zionsville last year. He was only a junior last year, folks, so he's uh, back and kicking. Uh, he could play a pivotal role tomorrow night against the Saints. And up in 6A, it's the Westfield Shamrocks taking the drive up I-69. They'll take on the Carroll Chargers tomorrow night. Uh, Westfield at Carroll, a uh, battle of 10-1 and one teams, as that one will not kick off until a little later in the evening. It will be an 8 o'clock kickoff from Carroll uh, for Westfield and the Chargers. We're going to break more of that game down a little later. We'll have Carroll coach Doug Dynan on to talk about that 6A showdown coming up. We're going to take a break. We'll be joined by Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group. When we come back, we'll talk some high school football. We'll also talk some girls basketball as well as the season has started for the ladies over the last couple of weeks. All that and more when we come back. You are listening to the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then, spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. Ticksuck.org battlefield there's a saying america's military men and women live by never leave a fallen warrior behind ever off the battlefield wounded warrior project operates with the same goal we leave no warrior behind wounded warrior project is a non-profit organization created to help our men and women reach color mental we're here to make sure that they heal and whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again are giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Eleanor steals your heart. She was diagnosed at five weeks old. A type of leukemia, and it's associated with Down syndrome. Being able to come to St. Jude was a blessing and the best place for her. Talking to the doctors and nurses, they were on top of it. They got this, we got this, it's gonna be okay, and we're gonna get through this. 
here it's like a celebration of life. There's so much great stuff happening. The doctors and nurses are her best friends and you can tell that they love her and you could tell she loves them and that relationship is just amazing. We're just so grateful for them. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the Regional Championship Week edition of the High School Coaches Show. And coming up here in a little bit, we'll talk to Carroll head coach Doug Dynan. We'll break down uh, what's going down tomorrow night, the Carroll Chargers and Westfield Shamrocks. And... Uh, we were gonna. I was gonna hold this till a little bit later, but just wanted to mention regarding Carroll is if they're victorious tomorrow and Merrillville beats Penn, Carroll will host the North Semi-State next week, which would mean that the Carroll Chargers hosted every single round of the 6A playoffs: two sectional games, a regional, and a semi-state. That would be pretty crazy if indeed comes to fruition. So maybe we'll talk to Coach Doug Dynan about that. But on the phone line right now with us, our friend from KPC Media Group, Mr. Bryce Vance. Bryce, how are you? I'm doing good, Justin. How are you? Excellent. And I know you're you're not out covering an event tonight. You are on uh, babysitting duty. Is that correct? Yes, I am, of my, my own child. Uh, oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have a, uh, a six-and-a-half-month-old um here giving me advice to be better on the radio. Oh, very nice. And uh, so is this the first time your wife has trusted you to watch the child by itself? Uh, no. Luckily, um, this is probably my, I don't know, feels like 100. It feels like <laughs> the kid's already six years old for how long these last six and a half months have gone. Oh, excellent. They always say it goes fast, but, uh, you know, those first couple months or first couple years, Definitely a grind, for sure. But um, uh, For sure. <laughs> but we can talk babies here all night, but we're going to talk some area high school football. And uh, were you as shocked as a lot of other people were with the result at Lures Field last week? Yes. Um, I was I was watching the, the stream of the game, and I, was, I wasn't surprised. The only thing that surprised me is how physical um, Eastside was against a, a line that I thought might have been a little bit more physical, uh, a little bit bigger, um, and, and against Bishop Lures. I mean, Eastside dominated the line of scrimmage. Um, they they made difficult light difficult for um, for Clark back there in the backfield, um, and they really when they had the ball on offense, they were you know opening up holes for Laban Davis and Dax Holman, um, and I felt like that they were able to do whatever they want when they had the ball on offense and that that kind of surprised me just because of the competition that they go through each week and what Lewis has gone through and facing some you know really stout and, and then you know big defensive lines or offensive lines 
um, in the SAC where Eastside maybe hasn't faced that level. I thought that was going to be where Bishop Lures might have had an advantage as well as their speed on the outside, but um, Eastside really you know, put it to them when they had the ball and their offensive line um, really held up strong, um, and I think that was maybe the most surprising thing. Bryce, Eastside very similar to Adam Central and Leo in that they use that running game to really dictate what they do. And the fact is, you know, you can stop them for four yards on a gain on first down, and they're still on schedule. All they need to do is get three or four yards per down, and they move the chains. Uh, you know, how demoralizing is that for a team when you can't string together stops enough to force a punt or force a turnover? Yeah, it's, it's so demoralizing just because you feel like that maybe you stop them on third down, um, but then they decide to maybe go for a, a fourth and one or a fourth and two. I mean, we see it, you know, all the time with the teams like Leo or, you know, even if you want to say at the college level, the teams that run the option, like a Navy and that just played at Notre Dame last week, and, and they like to go for it on, on fourth and, and one or, or fourth and two because, you know, most of the time their option offense is at least going to get them that yard, yard and a half that they need. Um, and that's just what Eastside was able to do. If, if you stop them uh, for a short gain on uh, on first down and second down, they're still going to you know find a way to hand the ball off or use some misdirection to get the ball to, to Dax Holman um, or you know um, a, a handoff um, or a keeper from from Laban Davis. Um, and it just feels like he was able to find the holes um, throughout that Lures defensive front. Um, and be able to explode through them multiple times. He was definitely a, a, definitely a masterful game plan that Todd Mason and, and the offense had coming in, and uh, D- Laban Davis and Dax Holman in that offensive line executed, executed it to perfection. Talking to Coach Todd Mason after that game, he had a very Madden-like game plan in that he told me we were going to onside kick every time we kicked off, and we were going to fake punt every time we you know, lined up to punt. He eventually went away from that due to how the game was going, but the first two kickoffs for Eastside were onside kicks, the second of which the Blazers recovered. Uh, how difficult is it for a coach to to commit to that kind of game plan? Because conventional wisdom tells you, no, that's not a good idea. You're going to give short fields to opponents, but to, to really commit to that, I think, just shows, you know, the the approach for Todd Mason that, Anything and everything was on the table in order to beat Bishop Lures. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you saw from when the one time that Lures decided to kick deep that, you know, they returned it into east side territory just because they were able to use their speed um, and get down the field. And I've seen Lures do that, you know, multiple times now against teams from the NACC. They did it from they did it against West Noble when they were up a class in 3A a couple of years ago. Um, and just those teams that just have that speed advantage um, and teams from the NACC just don't have that or just not used to seeing it, um, that they can't keep up with that type of speed coming from multiple different areas and even in the special teams. Um, and, and for Todd Mason, I think, you know, he's had the goal. He's said it all season long that this team has the goal of getting down to Lucas Oil. So it doesn't surprise me that they, you know, put everything on the table and arguably their, their biggest game of the season. Um, and now they're just getting bigger um, if they keep advancing on. 
Um, and and I, I expect, you know, Eastside to, you know, pull out all the stops uh, tomorrow night against Eastbrook. I mean, it feels like now that they got past their biggest challenge so far that everything is going to be on the table from here on out. All right, Bryce, let's look at some uh, some basketball here real quick. Girls basketball has gotten started. Let's start with the Garrett Railroaders, and a lot of people consider them arguably the best team in the area, and I know a lot of SAC fans will take exception, but uh, but the Railroaders off to a 2-0 start, lopsided wins over Woodland and Heritage over the first couple games. They go to Noblesville coming up on Saturday, which could be their first big test of the year, but what makes this Garrett team so good and potentially the best team in Northeast Indiana? I think it's just the, the depth that they have and the experience um, with that depth and I don't mean depth as far as you know they have you know four or five girls that could come off the bench um, because they don't have that they like to rotate in you know maybe maybe a max of three but mostly two girls throughout the game um, but the, the depth in the starting lineup you know you a lot of teams around the area you'll have you know two to three girls that are are pretty good you might have one special who's who's really good um, and it's a special player like an Ayanna Patterson. Uh, but then Garrett just has, you know, so many from the, the Morgan Ostrowski, Taylor Gerke, Natalie Armstrong, Bailey Kellum, um, Faith Owen. It's just those girls all can produce on any given night, and they can give you double figures on any given night. And, and it feels like that this team is bound for something special, um, and they're going to really test themselves this year. Like you said, with Noblesville this weekend, they, that was a point of emphasis for Bob Lapidot was to beef up their schedule so that when they get into the postseason and they face the likes of Angola and, and the Concordias that have been in their way, you know, these last couple of years, not only in the sectional, but then, you know, hopefully when they get, you know, to a regional that they're able to, you know, compete with the likes of the better teams in their class around the state. Um, so definitely – you know, challenging themselves and the depth that they have in, in their starting lineup, their starting five is, is as good as any in the area. As you mentioned, one team that they'll have to deal with in the NECC is Angola, and Angola lost to uh, Carroll to start off the season And what was a very competitive game against a good Carroll team. But uh, a lot of talk yeah, about what's going on in Angola, and can you fill us in about anything in regards to the situation there? Well, it's, you know, a, a difficult situation to talk about. Um, you know, they, they have some adversity, a controversy going on around their coaching staff. They've had some players leave the program um, because of, you know, their coaching staff situation right now. Um, and it's kind of up in the air. Um, we, we don't really know exactly, you know, how this is all going to, to unfold. Um, it's definitely, you know, could be game by game. Um, and, it, and I think there's you know, some, some investigations going on um, within the school and outside of it. Um, and for Angola, you know, to battle against the Carroll team, with all that going on is, is credit to the girls that are, that are on the court. Um, and they're definitely going to, you know, keep being tested um, throughout the, the season as they have a, a stacked schedule once again, including Garrett and some, some other schools that are from the SAC and outside the area. So, I, I would expect for this Angola team um, with the players that they have coming back, Lauren Leach, Kylie Caswell, that, you know, hopefully that they, this, you know, they can keep this while they're on the court, you know, keep this distraction, you know, kind of in the, in the you know, out of their mind while they're on the court and hopefully that they can, they can perform 
um, and, and be successful on it. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Tell your child he behaved way better than you usually do when you're on the radio. So kudos. Oh, oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell him. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll catch up to you next week. Thanks, Justin. Yes, sir. That was Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us as he does each and every week here on the High School Coaches Show. And real quick, we're going to go through potential scenarios in the semi-state in terms of who could host based on what happens. We're just going to assume all of our teams are going to win this week, other than, of course, either Adams Central or South Adams has to go down. But looking at in Class 1A at Adams Central, if Adams Central is victorious this week and Carol Flora is a victorious this week, Adams Central will host... If North Judson beats Carroll, Adam Central will hit the road. If South Adams beats the Flying Jets tomorrow night, regardless of what happens, South Adams will hit the road either to North, North Judson or Carroll of Flora. In Class 2A with Eastside, if Eastside wins and LaVille wins, Eastside will hit the road. If Andrean, the 59ers, get a win tomorrow night, as well as the Blazers, the 59ers will travel to Butler to take on Eastside in semi-state. In Class 3A, we look at Norwell, and whichever team wins, either Mishawaka, Marion, or Hanover Central, Norwell will head there, provided the Knights are victorious tomorrow night over Babuff, looking into Class 5A and Bishop DeWanger. If Bishop DeWanger can win tomorrow night and Valpo wins, the Saints will head all the way up to Valpo for a semi-state matchup. If Michigan can take on the Saints next Friday night, and as we said at the, the top of this segment with Carroll Chargers, if they win tomorrow night and Merrillville beats Penn, then the Pirates will head to Carroll to take on the Chargers in semi-state action. If Penn is able to beat Merrillville and Carroll wins, Carroll will hit the road, head up to play the Kingsmen under the lights at Penn. So that gives you an idea of just who will go where based on what happens tomorrow. But, hey, we got a... 48 minutes of football to play tomorrow night throughout the area to see who advances and who doesn't. So that's a conversation for late, late tomorrow night. We're going to come back, talk to head coach Doug Dynan of the Carroll Chargers. We'll look at what his team is facing tomorrow night against Westfield. When we come back, you're listening to the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It's Menard's last 11% rebate sale of 2021. We have the largest in-stock appliance selection to take home today at the lowest prices. Choose from our great selection of top brands like Whirlpool, KitchenAid, Amana, Maytag, and Criterion. Right now, all appliances are 11% off. Menard's last 11% rebate sale of 2021 is good through Wednesday, November 24th. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Of course, she needs a college education, but I don't want her buried in student loans for the rest of her life. It starts here. She needs a school with great resources, but some of these campuses are so big. The School of Health and Human Sciences at IUPUI has the resources of a big university on a campus with a hometown feel. It's a more affordable option with access to career paths in Indy's world-class healthcare and sports entertainment hospitality organizations. At those big schools, I'm worried she'll just be a number. Hey, it starts here. Hey, why not IUPUI? That's what I was thinking. The need for healthcare workers is growing, and a health sciences degree prepares students for growing careers as physician's assistant or for pre-med and pre-PT and OT programs. Partnerships at Indy Hospitals and research facilities provide hands-on learning opportunities. The School of Health and Human Sciences at IUPUI. It starts here. Learn more at shhs.iupui.edu. 
I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. Presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. Download and get started with a risk-free bet of up to $5,000. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, for the final time here on the regional championship edition of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing. We're here for about 11 or so more minutes coming up tonight here on 1380. The fan, you can hear Indiana Pacers at the Utah Jazz coverage begins at 830 tomorrow night in a late kickoff, later kickoff. Uh, will be the Westfield Shamrocks and the Carroll Chargers. You can hear that here. Caleb Hatch will have all the action starting at 8 o'clock. Kickoff out at Carroll High School. Head coach of the Chargers is Coach Doug Dynan. He joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. And, you know, another home game. There's a potential of having, uh, uh, you know, you host next week. So, you know, you haven't had to uh, travel very far for this postseason trip so far. Yeah, well, one one week at a time. You know, <laughs> nobody's getting ahead of anything here, but uh, it has been a blessing. It has been a blessing that we have played at home, you know, without question. I mean, that's got to be advantageous. You know, we don't have to get on the bus and drive one hour or two hours or, you know, whether it's been to, to Westfield or to, to Warsaw, whatever that is, so. Yeah, it's 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 been nice, you know. And you build a new stadium, and you get to use it continually throughout the playoffs. Yeah, most definitely, Coach. I, you know, you guys shut out your rival in in the first week of the sectional, and and that's impressive. And then you go, okay, Warsaw's coming in; they're averaging close to thirty five a game. We know how challenging their offense can be to contain, and you shut them out. And it's the third straight shutout for you guys overall. Take us through, you know, the process of preparing for Warsaw and being able to execute what you game planned. Well, first of all, def defending any option team, let alone a, a flex bone team, is, is very difficult because option teams force you to play assignment football. And so, you know, we had to have guys assigned to the dive. We had to have guys assigned to the quarterback. We had to have guys assigned to the pitch. Um, you know, we had to uh, adjust some things in our defense. And, you know, and hats, hats off to all the defensive players and defensive coaches. But, you know, when we met – um, you know, Coach Rudolph and I and defensive staff, when we met, you know, way back when in the offseason and implemented our new defense, 
you know, it, it had to be a defense that, that you did not have to change wholeheartedly to be able to defend a multitude of offenses. And, and, and Warsaw was one of those schools that was in mind in, in that installation. And so our, our kids handled it. Our kids, you know, played assignment football, and they, they played extremely hard. Um, you know, Warsaw gains yards, and they're going to. You know, they're very disciplined in what they do. They have a very strong offensive line. Um, they have a very good running back. Um, so they, they, they gained some yards. But, you know, when, when it mattered, um, our defense made plays. They created turnovers. And I mean, they got the ball back to the offense and kept, it, kept Warsaw out of the end zone. And that was the most important thing. And, Coach, offensively, uh, you know, it's maybe something we take for granted love late because the defense had been so so sensational, but they continue to do their job. And, and I, I think I don't want to skip over that offensive front because we center so much on, on Jeff Becker and, and the skill players, but that offensive line this year has been tremendous for you. Yeah, they really have. I mean, that's, that's the key to it all. You know, they are the heart and soul. Um, you know, you, you don't have good offenses without a good offensive line, without question. And, and they, they run block, they pass block, and they do those things well. Um, and they, they continue to get better. And they're, they're a very unified group. They're a tight group of kids. And they're kind of a microcosm of our, of our whole team, you know, being, you know, very tight, very, you know, organized, very, you know, unified. Um, but, but they continually do their job, you know, and, and their job is to give the skill guys the opportunity to gain yards, whether it be through the air or on the ground. Coach, when you look at the challenge coming up with, with Westfield tomorrow, it's a team that averages over 35 points per game and a, a very difficult Hoosier Crossroads conference. Uh, what have you seen on tape that, that really uh, has kind of stood out with the Shamrocks? Well, they're, they're very similar. They are. I mean, they're, they're balanced run and pass. Um, they have a good quarterback. Um, you know, reminds you a lot of Jeff. Um, maybe a couple inches taller. You know, that's about it. Um, um, they have an offensive line that, that does the same thing, you know, that puts them in position to, to make good plays. Um, but, they're, but they're disciplined, you know, on, on the offensive side. You know, they typically don't turn the ball over much. And so that, that's what they want to be on the offensive side. They want to take care of the football. Um, they want to put themselves in good situations. Um, defensively, you know, they'll switch between a 3-4 and a 4-3, and a um, you know, or a 4-2-5, and they'll play – you know, a robber with an invert linebacker, um, you know, but, you know, all those things are, are things that, you know, that, that we have seen at some time or another. And so, you know, both offensively and defensively, you know, they're, they're balanced and they're a good football team without question. You know, there's, there's four teams left in the north. You know, everybody playing right now is good football teams, um, you know, including Maryville and Penn. There's good football teams left in the north. And so we, we've got to be disciplined. We've got to do those things that we have done all year. We've got to be better, and we've got to continually take care of the football. We've got to create turnovers, and we've got to, you know, keep the keep the other team out of the end zone. Coach, you mentioned being able to take some things uh, from different games and based on, on what Westfield does and how that uh, relates to maybe some opponents you've played earlier this year. Any particulars in regards to what Westfield does in relation to maybe some SAC opponents you've played? Well, I mean, you know, scheme-wise, you know, they're 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 similar to other teams, you know, but you know, there's always difference difference in personnel. You know, they've got a you know a defensive end, you know, Popeye Williams is a Division One recruit, and and you got to know where that guy's at, you know. But 
you know, as much as it is about scheme, as much as it is about understanding, you know, where they're going to line, how they're going to be against different formations, you know, and the same thing on the offensive side, you know, and what you anticipate, it, it boils down to, you know, who blocks the best, who tackles the best, who, who controls the line of scrimmage the best, and, and that's what it's going to boil down to on Friday night. You know, if we do those things and, and we play extremely hard and take care of the football and, and play great defense like we've been playing, then, then we've got a chance, and that's all we ask for. I feel, Coach, you know, it's maybe unfamiliar territory for Carroll recently and Westfield's playing in their second uh, straight regional. But, you know, being at home, does that help? And, and I feel like your group, it doesn't really matter this year. They, they'll play anybody anywhere. So uh, does that kind of negate that potential advantage for Westfield? Yeah, there's, there's always that comfort level when you're playing at home. You know, your routine is the same. You know, you're in your own locker room. You know, you're, you know, after school, you don't have a, a crazy routine of jumping on the bus and driving for two hours. You know, you know, you're, you're going through your, your, your play at home routine, you know, whether that be go home, whether it be, you know, go get something to eat or, or come to the locker room early, whatever that routine is for that player, they're going to do that same thing. And, and that's the that's the comfort of being at home, and and that comfort, you know, breeds a little courage, and the courage will continue to, you know, multiply over time, and you know, and hopefully it, it you know shows progress and and gives us a chance to be successful in the end. All right, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you joining us. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on a sectional championship. But I know unfinished business at hand. Hosting Westfield tomorrow night. Good luck. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. That was Coach Doug Dynan, head coach of the Carroll Chargers. His team 10-1 and and will face Westfield tomorrow night. Also 10-1. and Of course, the Westfield Shamrocks a year ago played the sectional three winner, which was Homestead. And the Spartans went down 42-9 on the road at Westfield. That was the Shamrocks team that then went to Merrillville and won and then lost to Center Grove by 25 in the state championship game, which is uh, it's, it's no... It's no ugly feat when you lose to Center Grove. Let's let's be honest. They could beat uh, probably a fair amount of uh, of low tier college teams for sure in the FCS or you know or, or down lower. But uh, Westfield trying to make it back down to state for the second straight season. But the Carroll Chargers trying to do something about that tomorrow night. Again, it's a later kickoff, eight o'clock tomorrow night from Carroll Stadium. So if you're headed out to that game. Um, don't show up at 7, although you may want to if you want to get a good seat. I'm sure it'll be packed out there. So that's going to do it for us. Thank you to Coach Doug Dynan for joining us. Also, the Mosiers, Coach Michael Mosier of Adams Central, Coach Grant Mosier of South Adams, and also our buddy Bryce Vance of KPC Media Group joining us to talk some football and basketball. That's going to do it for us. Check out the game tomorrow night, Westfield and Carroll. You can listen to it here, 8 o'clock on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. We'll be back next week. Talk some semi-state football. Hopefully we have several teams vying for bursts in the state championship. Until next week, for Mr. John Graham, I am Justin Kenny. This has been the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan. The High School Coaches Show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios. This is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. Boss. That's the beauty of making predictions. Mike Harmon. Jason Smith. Yes, well played. It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Watch mornings on FS1. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp go head-to-head on the day's hottest sports topics. Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Weekdays at 9.30 Eastern on FS1 in the Fox Sports app. Podcasts by Federated Media.